This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. bien ma voiture <laughs> wow your voiture what, what's yes. wrong with your car what's what it's, what uh, it's um take care Tratio, of my what car. was it say again say again Tratio bien ma voiture well bien is good voiture is car mm-hmm. ma i'm guessing is my but my. What, was, what was the what was the first part again Tratier? Tratier. traitor yes no <laughs> Treat my car well, or take care oh. of my car. Oh, I'm guessing. Well, that's interesting because a Spaniard would have said that. That's right, but we're in Monaco, Danny, which isn't Spain or France. It's not technically France either, <laughs> but it's almost it's almost the same. It's San Marino. It's no, that's that's in Italy. This it's one's Monte next Carlo. To, there's a lot of weird things in that area. There's it's, the Vatican. There's it's in the Vatican. Anyway, Danny, this is where race cars happened. The Monaco Grand Prix. If somebody spent so much time in Europe, you should probably have a better handle on this, Drew. Well, it's a, a weird special case. Uh, also, Welcome back, a, by a the way. Part. Thank you very much. No worries. You've been back for a week, but I was away. Yes, you were. You were in... Uh, I was in the... Yeah, the very... Ra- the exotic land of Chicago, I believe it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of the United States. I saw some pictures from trains. Yeah, I took the Zephyr, which brings you uh, literally end to end. I went from like Emeryville in the East Bay by Oakland uh, all the way to Chicago. Wow. Um, 56 like a, hours. Like you're playing Ticket to Ride for real. Totally. It was so good. Oh, man, it was so much fun. Like all the places that I usually like fly over. And also it, it basically created a list of places that I now want to drive through. Um, if I hadn't, if I didn't have to come home and edit this Final Fantasy 14 doc this week, I totally would have rented a car and driven back just because it was wow. like, it was amazing. Although we did sleep through all of Nebraska. Which here is pretty <laughs> flat. Um, but Iowa was nice. It reminded me of Ireland. Lots really? of farms. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Uh, welcome so. to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. Sometimes. And and trains. And trains. We'll throw in some trains. Uh, I'm Drew Scanlon. I'm Daniel O'Duaniel. Yep. Sorry, I'm just getting back into the swing of things, Danny, because we have been apart for too long. <laughs> too long, my friends. Oh, we're still technically apart. Because yes, we're yes, but we're, we're doing the show at the same time. Thanks again yes. for uh, covering for me while I was uh, in the the, in the Ukraine. I'm, I, I, I'm, I cannot wait to see all about your your uh, adventures over there when, when is that stuff gonna go up next the next month or so uh yeah coming coming soon i'm i'm almost done with uh the first video so oh, sweet. Uh, shortly after this comes up uh this episode i will uh, i will be posting that and uh, you got to go to eurovision oh my god i did oh my god <laughs> the ticket was real oh yeah turns Hooray. out i got emailed like days before <laughs> I was supposed to show up, and uh, a ticket, yeah, a ticket arrived in my inbox. So, um, speaking of weird 
uh, Europhilic <laughs> right. uh, extravagance at the we'll top of about. the at the top of the Europhile, yeah, Europhilic uh, food pyramid is Monaco and Eurovision. So you <laughs> yeah. were in good company. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Danny. Before the race, yeah. uh, did you watch qualifying? Um, I caught it. I was on a train for most uh-huh. of this, uh, for for most of the the pre stuff. So I caught highlights. Um, uh, and God, I wish I had seen it live because what a that's the most interesting qualifying we've seen in a, in a while. Seriously, and the big story is uh, Hamilton having car trouble in Q two, mm. uh, and they really don't quite know what was up um, right still yeah he, he said after the fact to sky sports uh, a lot of analysis will go into understanding it but it is a tire issue uh, mm. i didn't get the grip from the tires and it kind of transcended from p2 uh, i never got them working as they did in p1 from then on we have to try to get the get to the bottom of it but we had a similar problem in sochi particularly on my side but i hope we can discover the issue moving forward so uh it, it sounds like uh, I think the way Toto Wolf characterized it was mm. uh, there's there's an Italian mystery going on. <laughs> I, I think referring to Pirelli, perhaps, uh, and that they don't really know what's going on with their tires. But okay, um, an yeah. Italian mystery. So he Hamilton never like he. He kind of got it together for like one last go in Q2, yeah. but then Stoffel Van Dorn crashed into the wall and kind of uh, screwed up screwed up his lap. Yeah, Stoffel was like, I've gotten 12th, so you can just go behind me, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and he did. Lewis Hamilton was out in Q2 and started the race in 13th place. Not so. In like in what is like easily the most difficult race to overtake in in maybe the entire universe oh yeah so like 13 is like a death knell it's like this isn't you know spa or somewhere where he's gonna have like you know miles and miles of of overtaking time to make up some places it's pretty much like i wonder if he'll get in the top 10 (laughs) right yeah uh button though Mm. who is in this race because Fernando Alonso is racing in the Indy 500 yeah. hours after this one, um, qualified ninth. Amazing. Way ahead of Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he was hit with a 15-place grid <laughs> uh, for what else? A power unit change. Right. And it, uh, he ended up, I believe, starting in the pit lane then, right? Anyway, just to, Yeah, he started yeah. in the pit lane. Um. But uh, that leaves the Ferrari boys, and I guess Valtteri Bottas, in theory, to to hammer it out for um, Q3. Mm. And what do you know? Kimi Raikkonen <laughs> manages to pip his teammate Amazing. for the first time, I think, uh, for pole position. Um, his first pole in 84 years. <laughs> that's right. Uh, for, the F1 uh, official Twitter account had a stat. Uh, the last time Hamilton started 13th place was France 2008. And the last time uh, Raikkonen started on pole position was France 2008. Right, back when there was a French Grand Prix. Right. <laughs> so so long ago. Although we're going to have one next year on the, t- on the 10th anniversary. Um, naturally, the uh, Ferrari fan that uh, was crying at the last race when Kimmy got knocked out. Uh, there's a picture of him on the, the official Kimmy no. Raikkonen fan club of him. Uh, very excited. Uh, at home Kimmy. or is he at this race as no, well? No, he's not. He's not at this race. He's at home. It's like the he's richest eight-year-old I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Uh, and well, Valtteri's in third. Is that right? No. 
Oh, I'm sorry. No. No. It went. Yeah, it was third for Botas, and then sorry for Stappen, for and Stappen. then Ricardo. Botas uh, actually or Max, neither of them have actually ever scored points at Monaco going into this race. Mon- uh, Max is, in fact, had pulled uh, Maldonado's in the last two, having never yes. finished the Monaco Grand Prix. Grand Prix, amazing. We'll see if anyone else pulls a Maldonado during this race. A different Maldonado, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> actually, along those lines. Uh, Daniel Ricardo was asked uh, a question here. I'll, I, let me see if I can play this audio clip here. Oh my God, you have that technology? I have that technology. Ready? What? Which, which is the danger area for you, Daniel? Danger area? Uh, the pit lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No pit stops for Daniel this year. <laughs> At least we can laugh about it, I guess, yeah. Um, well, I'm laughing. Yeah, I know. I mean, I had a, I had a bad weekend last year, so... Uh, we laugh yeah. at each other's miseries. <laughs> <laughs> I love those two. If you'll recall last year, Ricardo uh, had it in the bag, but then his his team uh, totally botched his pit stop, and yeah. uh, he lost the race because of it. He did. Hamilton went on to win it. Yeah. He won't be doing uh, that this year. <laughs> no. We can we can assume. I mean, no spoilers, spoilers. but come on. Yeah. Uh, there was also before the race uh, a, a a great message from um for Lando Alonso to Button, which I also have here. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Why some, is he like pulling out for like the formation lap basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, he actually they like piped him in. They he called Button from Indianapolis. Uh <laughs> To wish him well, and this here, there's some royalty-free music going on underneath this. But okay, uh, Jens, my friend, I'm sure you wanted to hear my voice before starting the race. Uh, just wishing you the best of luck. We follow you here on television. You did amazing yesterday. So yeah, please. Oh, have fun, thank you, my friend. And take care of my car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pee in your seat. No, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> you did amazing. Cheers, man. Amazing job. And you, buddy. And you, buddy. Have a good one. They're such buds. <laughs> Jensen, don't pee on my seat, Jensen. No, don't, please. <laughs> my, my pants are wet, Jensen. Jensen, I'm cold. <laughs> That's really good. I was actually like about a hundred miles from Indianapolis, I think, when I was in Chicago. And oh, I, I was, really? I was, I was like so close. I was like saying I was at a wedding and I couldn't be that guy. But we had like brunch the day after on a Sunday, and I thought, you know what, I might actually just drive down. Um, and one of the people at the wedding actually writes like the indie column for USA Today or something. Really? And he left the party at like. I don't know, like eleven o'clock to hop in a car and drive down. So wow, yeah, I was, I was, I was half thinking of doing it, but um, I thought you were going to say you were the like guy in the Verizon commercials watching the race on your phone and then oh, ex- the exclaiming <laughs> at inopportune times. No, I, I actually what I did on Sunday was I was at this like brunch and I just tweeted out to everyone could could everyone let me know how um, Alonzo's doing and apparently I did it at the exact wrong time. <laughs> we will get to the Indy Five Hundred, <laughs> right? Uh, but first, the grid for Monaco: uh, Raikkonen on pole, as we mentioned, uh, followed by Sebastian Vettel, mm. Valtteri Bottas in the third, uh, Verstappen, Ricardo in fifth, Signs pulling up uh, sixth place uh job junior yeah uh perez grosjean in eighth kafiat and holkenberg rounding out the top 
10. Uh, Magnuson, Van Dorn with a three-place penalty for his crash at the previous race. Uh, Hamilton, as mentioned in third, or I'm sorry, 13th. Uh, Massa, Ocon, Palmer, Stroll, Verline, Erickson, and Button with all those penalties. Mm. Uh, let's see, other stuff before we get started here. I didn't notice any grid dudes for Monaco. As no, no grid dudes. They were all at the Eurovision. That's right. Um, uh, Will Buxton found Sir Davos Seaworth on the grid walk. Apparently he's a <laughs> really? fan. Yep. <laughs> um, a lot of questions going into the race about Raikkonen. If he'll be, you know, people were wondering if he might be asked to move over for Fettel because yeah. there's the, the championship to consider. Um, Especially with uh, Lewis, like sitting back in 13th, there's like the delta you could create with that. Um, right. And with the constructors as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the constructors championship wouldn't change, uh, you know, if Raikkonen were first and Vettel second, or Vettel yeah. were first and Raikkonen second. But Vettel has more of a chance to win the championship, which still, you know, creates a lot of cachet for Ferrari so yeah, for sure. they want their driver to win the driver's championship because that's the one that everybody cares about it's been a while uh, there was also some stat where more than half of Raikkonen's career has been between his pole positions oh really wow yeah uh, and the last Ferrari victory here was Michael Schumacher in 2001 jeez uh, so a, <laughs> a lot of a lot of tension in the Ferrari pit for sure mm. Uh, all but Sauber are starting on the ultra softs. Sauber starting on super softs. Um, and that's all I've got for the pre-race. Do you want to take us through the start, Danny? Sure. Um, lights out. Nothing happens on the on the formation lap. Nobody breaks down or anything crazy like that. We've had a couple of races where that's happened this year. That's so true. It's not a given. It was, yeah, it was good to see everyone else get around and starting with 20 cars. Um, and yeah, they were they were out. And, and the big question was whether uh, Kimi would get a, a decent start. Um, that, they're... It's very difficult to overtake in that first turn without being, you know, very dangerous. So usually if there's the leader has a bit of a bad start, a concertina is up everyone else and somebody might dive up the inside. But um, Kimi had a great start, uh, got the jump on Vettel. Vettel was kind of defending off of Botas into that first turn, but, you know, did it pretty easily. The Red Bulls looked like they might have tapped, um, but they they got through fine as well. So the top five was in order. Uh, in fact, I think the only overtake I saw in that whole section was Hamilton made it past Van Doren pretty much right away. Um, yeah. And then coming around, so everyone was fine, basically going the whole way through and Casino and coming back. Oh, Magnuson, Magnuson jumped Kafiat and Hulkenberg on he the did. start. Uh, they ninth. didn't. Yeah, they they didn't show a like an onboard. I don't think of him, but you can see it from some of the other ones, and it's a great move. He yeah. just it, he sneaks in there. You're right. That was the, that was the biggest sort of shift, I guess, um, uh, in the in the the. The, the whole order of things during that first lap. Uh, although it should also be mentioned that by the time they come around for the first, uh, to finish that first lap, the Ferraris have made a fairly sizable gap on Botas already. Mm. Um, and that was pretty much it for a couple of laps. They, they, they all just kind of settled into it. Yeah, well, so on lap two, Button and Verline uh, both pitted, which, mm. um, you know, having... So the Ultrasoft tire, very durable, uh, e- even on this track, like this track is really, really nice on tires. I think yeah. Ricardo, even before the weekend uh, or before the race happened, had said like we should just have a Monaco tire because this we right. need like a super, super, super soft tire. Um, so 
the thinking is that if we pit button and Verilion right now and go from the super softs uh, to the ultra softs, then they could maybe last the whole race and would be sitting pretty if a safety car came out and everybody else used that time yeah, to pit. Totally. The only thing with the tires that was happening this this year was that a number of drivers were having real problem uh, getting heat into them, mm-hmm. um, which we saw a little bit with Hamilton. Maybe that had something to do with it, but um, some slippy, slippy, slidey um, events during qualifying and... and uh, the sort of the idea of a safety car coming in and maybe cooling everyone down was also a worry. Eighty percent chance of a safety car in Monaco. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, actually, coming out of the pit, uh, Button had to lift off <laughs> when Verline came out and cut him off. Yeah. Uh, and Verline actually ended up getting a five-second penalty for a, an unsafe release. Yeah. Big shame. Um, um, yeah. Button actually called him out for it uh, over Team Radio. Yeah, he wasn't too happy. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of you know kind of a bummer for for Button, uh, doubly so because uh, you know Verline will hold him up until uh, mm. he serves his five-second penalty, which I'm not even sure he I think will he just, do. Yeah, because if he goes the rest of the race with the, without pitting, they'll just add it on at the end. Right. Which is, like, yeah, annoying. It, I mean, it it, 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 it it creates the same issue, but it means that it holds up to whoever's directly behind him as well, right. which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Uh, as you said, everybody seems to be about one and a half seconds from everyone else, so it's mm. all fairly even. Uh, and orderly uh, until lap 17 which is the next thing I have here uh, smoke from Hulkenberg's car yeah. which is a shame uh, engineer says we have a major gearbox problem so he pulls off to the side and uh, no no safety car but there is a, a yellow sector and he has to retire the car yeah, a, little bit of, a little bit of worry of, of some oil um, on the racing line as well uh, all the way to I think he was turn 7 was where he turned in yeah, where famously walked off. Uh, sorry, what were we saying? Uh, just speaking of oil, there was mm. a um, <laughs> a clip going around recently illustrating just how uh, disaster inducing it can be for, oh. for racing. Is this the, the Moto GP Moto3? thing? Yeah. yeah, there was a Moto three race <sighs> at I think France. Uh, one bike in the front has an oil leak, and then almost everyone behind him yeah. crashes. It's nuts. It's like those videos where, you know, when it like snows in New York and somebody in apartments just like records one crosswalk for 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's the same car. It's like cars just crashing into each other over and over again. Yeah. yeah it was like that, except immediately. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll see if I can find that and link that in the show notes. Um, let's see. Lap 21. Uh, no, let's see. 17. Perez pits um, and has to change his nose for damage incurred on the yeah. opening lap. Uh, not an ideal time to pit, but the nose was dragging, um, which brings Hamilton into the points already. I know he's in 10th. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, lap 21, Raikkonen getting close to back markers, which means button by this time. Um, but, you know, as we mentioned, this is a super narrow track, so it's going to be harder to pass uh, with these mm-hmm. larger cars. Uh, Botas, by the way, is almost seven seconds from Raikkonen. Yeah. Uh, while Vettel is hanging on uh, about one to one and a half seconds away from, from Raikkonen. Um, Erickson, lap 25, complaining a lot about his car being really difficult to drive and it's yeah. sliding around quite a bit, like you said, tires. Uh, Him and Hamilton don't seem to be happier in this part of the race. Yeah, uh, Hamilton's problems, I think, rearing their head somewhat uh, once again. Uh, <laughs> lap 26, Raikkonen has caught up to Button and is yelling over the radio, come on, how close do I have to be <laughs> for blue flags to be waved? 
Uh, although Button, you know, he's a he's a pro. He he'll pull over when he can, and yeah, just leave him alone, Reagan. Uh, I think this brings Botas up to fairly close to Vettel. He's only one point nine seconds now. Mm. Um, I think yeah, he's closest since that first lap. Yeah, uh, Button does do a good job of letting both Ferraris by and and then Botas. Um, let's see. I have nothing until lap thirty one. I got Max Verstappen feeling a little bit shaky, went through the chicane. Um, okay. Went straight through to, to avoid uh, getting getting a little bit of his car rubbed off on the uh, exit of uh, that swimming pool corner. But um, he's, I think, jumped into the pits pretty soon after this. Um, maybe trying to get the undercut on Botas. Yeah, lap 33, he pits from fourth place um, and rejoins in sixth behind Sainz and ahead of Grosjean, who himself is ahead of Magnussen for seventh and eighth. Haas mm. has never scored double points. <laughs> oh, really? So they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> uh, Botas's engineer then says, uh, push hard now. Verstappen is in the pits, uh, but or Botas pitting one lap later mm. and comes out ahead of Verstappen no problem yeah Verstappen's pit was a little too long yeah I think they said they lost a second somewhere um yeah lap uh let's see lap 35 uh Raikkonen has been asking like when do we pit when do we pit um and he finally does get to pit on lap 35 uh goes on to the super soft tires 3.4 second stop and rejoins in third behind Ricardo. Uh, Ricciardo, who sets the fastest <laughs> lap to try to make up time on Raikkonen. Right. Uh, Fettel, meanwhile, stays out, trying to speed away from Ricardo, and is in some pretty clear air. So the... Uh, I think he's got some blue flags ahead of him, right? Like, But there's a decent amount of time between him and them. Yes. Um... Let's see. Some back markers, I should say, not blue flags. We haven't just haven't resorted to just calling them blue flags. Their only input on the race is the fact that people have to overtake them every once in a while. Right. Uh, lap thirty-five. Perez's engineer says his engine temp is critical, so yeah. he'll have to back off. He, he's actually take. He's trying to take it to stroll. He's like half a second behind him, and one of the few people on this track trying to pass. Uh, so he has to back off or, or, or find a way around Stroll, um, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Lap 38, Botas and Verstappen both are being held up by Carlos Sainz, which neither mm. of them are happy about. Uh, and Vettel's lapping like several tenths faster than Kimi on every lap. As, at this yeah, so he's well. still on those super soft or uh, ultra softs and, and they're, they're keeping well for him. Uh, Ricardo pits lap 39 and rejoins th- in third, well ahead of Botas and Verstappen, yep. thanks to Carlos Sainz, which <laughs> Verstappen is not happy about. No. What a fucking, fucking disaster, I think, is what I've translated the beeps to. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, shortly thereafter, Fettel comes in uh, for his super soft tires, 3.1 second stop, and rejoins in first place. Yeah, it comes out ahead of Kimi. Uh, you know, there's that little... The pit lane exit means that you sort of... You cut off the first corner. Um, but he's ahead of Kimi pretty, you know, with a, with a second or two to spare, I think. Yeah, handle Crazy. Yeah, so tire strategy. I mean, just early pit stops usually benefit the, the driver in front. Um, this time, both Red Bull and Ferrari's drivers getting uh, overtaken by their teammates for it. 
Yeah, I, I think the in Formula One, the the general mo is to pit the leading driver first. Mm. Um, for for that reason, uh, and it just it did not turn out uh, in Raikkonen's favor today. Um, lap forty. Esteban Ocon's engineer says puncture rear left. He has to pit and go on to ultra soft tires and rejoins uh, 17th, which he is not happy about. But uh, apparently there's so there's a there's a groove uh, along the track that was resurfaced the night before. Mm, yeah. It is now coming undone and uh, popping people's tires. So uh, drivers are told over their radios, hey, watch out for this thing. Um, first I think it's a manhole cover, but I, I think it is in fact that groove of, of asphalt. Yeah. Um, left 41 Hamilton still has not pitted. He's in sixth behind Verstappen. Uh, he finally does pit lap 47 and rejoins seventh place ahead of Grosjean. Uh, he's plus six on the day so far. So pretty impressive considering, uh, Monaco is not an easy track to pass at. Uh, lap 55, Botas is 13 seconds behind Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo's in third. Um, Ocon right up on Ericsson. Uh, seems like just like Perez for Force Indias are the only ones trying to actually pass people. Yeah, Verline got in Perez's way actually around then as well under a blue flag. Yeah. Um, Verstappen has made up to DRS range to Botas, but then we've got a yellow flag and then the camera cuts to something I've never seen before. Uh, a car s- sideways on its yeah. tires, like rotated uh, 90 degrees, just sitting on its tires up against the wall. And you can't even tell who it is because all you can see is the black underside of the wall. Or right, the and, you, and you can't tell whether the person who's in the cockpit is, you know, presumably not made contact with the wall, but... You can never tell. Maybe you've been broken in there and, and, you know, maybe somebody's really hurt themselves. So it was a little bit hairy for a while. They didn't show replay either, which is always the, the sign that maybe this is a little bit dodgy. Or they or they just they just don't know. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think their their MO is to not show a replay until they know the driver's okay. Yeah. Um, but we, we do get a shot of Button off on an escape road. And then a uh, safety car comes out and we get a replay of Button trying to go for a pass on the inside of the turn mm. that's right before the uh, tunnel. Um, and uh, it, it looked like... So, actually, Button has a pretty good explanation of uh, oh, really? of what happened after, after the fact. Uh, this is from F1 Fanatic. Uh, Button says, I went up the inside and thought I was a long way up the inside, and then I looked across and saw that he, Verline, hadn't seen me, so I tried to back out, but it's obviously too late then. The problem is, I don't think you can really see much with the mirrors. Uh, you know, again, he is new to these 20, tw- uh, 2017 cars. Yeah. Um, but in a racing movie, you don't think, oh, he's not going to see me because of the mirrors. I gave it a go, and I thought it was a fair enough judgment. But the worst thing is uh, you never like seeing a car tip over. You never know if his head's going to hit something. So the most important thing is that Pascal's okay. I saw him a minute ago, and he seemed to be all right. Mm. Um, I enjoyed yesterday. I enjoyed some laps today. Obviously, I never want to damage the car. It's not something I do very often. Uh, I'm sorry to the team for doing that, but the thing is, it's tricky. You're in a race. You're right at the back. If you think there's a move, you have to take it. So I... I it that's exactly what it looked like to me. It looked like mm-hmm. he went for a move. Uh, Veriline had no idea he was there or that he would even try it. Um, so he, I think, Button was in fact given a uh, a penalty for this, which 
he won't have to serve, but somebody will. Gosh, but who will? Will anyone? I guess I Alonzo? No, they wouldn't punish the car. I doubt yeah, that. I, I, who knows? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was a. That's to, this is to what I was referring to for the the Maldonado uh, move because it was a little bit like a Maldonado flip, um, jumping down the inside and then and then spinning a car over. Uh, the overtaking on that turn, I think it's seven. I always forget. Um, like there in previous years races, you could get side by side before that turn. So throwing your car down the inside is a little bit of a shit move. Like. It's oftentimes the cars are quite close coming around the the, the previous um, um, you know big casino uh, turn before it, and then they can get quite close with the, the previous turn uh, directly before this one. So it kind of felt like yeah, I guess he was trying to be cheeky and throw himself down the inside, but like what did he expect Furlane to do? And he wasn't really in a position to to you know if Furlane wasn't worried about him already for those previous couple of corners when cars are often like you know f- foot to toe then it's no it's no surprise he wasn't expecting we're in there especially when they're in the last position like I think Jensen got frustrated and did something a bit silly and you know I guess he's not familiar with the cars but he's he's yeah he's a championship winning racer you know what I mean yeah and, and maybe maybe it's a, a matter of you know trying to trying to bully him a bit like hey i'm here right. you better move out of the way and he he didn't i mean he just didn't even see him uh Veriline said after the races from motorsport.com he was nowhere clearly this corner is no place to overtake it was a silly move uh he did actually end up hitting his head um on the oh, barrier, really? so they're they're doing another scan of his back uh, mm-hmm. but he, he he jumped out and uh he's he seemed all right but yeah. you know he had that accident in the race of champions that uh, right. was out for a few races so there is concern there um a lot of pits at this stage under the safety car verstappen uh massa and perez who <laughs> who kind of nailed his front jack man he <laughs> oh really he, like pushed him back yeah um uh, Stroll says uh, under the safety car that is uh, I'm losing brake temp I don't if I don't have enough temp I don't have any brakes I don't know what to do please help me mm. which <laughs> come on man please help me you're a professional uh, also Erickson stopped on the track so not a great few minutes for Sauber no looks like he, he hit the just, barrier trying to unlap himself I think yeah uh, <laughs> which is really just insult to injury yeah uh, lap 66, the safety car goes in and a restart uh, engages. Uh, Verstappen's engineer says, let's have a go at Botas, and immediately there's a lot of jockeying, but uh, yeah. no, no passes. Um, Ricardo actually hit a, a barrier on restart. Yeah. Um, and somehow kept Botas behind. It was kind of mm. a kind of a, uh, a hard hit. Uh, Hamilton also all over signs, but I think he manages to, uh, signs manages to keep him behind as well. Um, and lap 67, Van Dorn in the wall. Yeah. Uh, looks like Perez tried to pass him on the inside and Van Dorn had nowhere to go. Yeah. Which is real shame. Cut, cutthroat move. Amazing that they managed to get that car out of the way in like less than one lap. Like yeah. he was out of the car and Van Dorn's car was already up by the next time they were coming around. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, those, those Monaco guys are, are, they've had almost a hundred <laughs> years of removing cars from that track. Right. God, they must be old. Yeah. Um, Perez. He's happy. Yeah, he's 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 driving angry. Um, and T-Bones Kafiat then pits. 
he says after the race, we touched in the wrong position, which is such a driver thing to say. We touched in the wrong position. Position, yeah, that's like a politi- politician there. Yeah, uh, but this is this is Monaco, and you have to go for it. In the end, we found ourselves in a position we weren't expecting, and with new tires. Everyone else ahead of us was struggling really badly. So we just had to go for it. And I'm happy we did as having a two second advantage uh, and not trying it would have been very disappointing uh, finishing ninth. I apologize to the team, but I'm relaxed and in myself that I tried. Uh, he was given two penalty points for this move. Oh, really? Yeah, but but no no grid penalty. Such a shame. Like Perez had points. Kvyat had driven an all right race. Like just a massive yeah shame uh, meanwhile did you see the team radio between Botas and his uh, and his engineer no said engineer said if you're comfortable go to strat 6 and Botas replied with does it look like I'm comfortable <laughs> <laughs> no so I guess not bet. Verstappen all over Botas for fourth at the moment yeah um, let's see lap 73 Stroll retires for some reason uh, and then Ham tries to turn it up on signs but mm. uh there's there's really nowhere to pass so uh he he kind of stays there and we finish the race danny with ferrari one two sebastian fettel out in front of Kimi raikkonen uh and hamilton in seventh place makes the championship much more interesting fettel is yeah. now ahead by 25 points uh, i think hamilton came over the radio on that final lap before the race ended saying the battle's not over guys uh, let's take these points yeah yeah which you know which but, i think he meant the war's not over i think the battle was lost right yes <laughs> <laughs> we, we know what you mean lewis you're a little busy um but still pretty incredible for him to go from 13th to 7th even even in that mercedes i mean it's it's a it's a really really narrow track so just physics are not going to let you yeah uh, get around very often but he was he was helped by you know good pit strategy and also a mm-hmm. bunch of cars crashing in front of him but, yeah uh, or i guess on a safety car but yeah not bad so let's go down to the result here do it fettel in first raikkonen in second daniel ricardo back on the podium Woo! probably happy Valtteri. about it this time though he's probably okay with a third place this year <laughs> right Getting ahead of Valtteri Bottas in fourth uh, and Max Verstappen in fifth. Carlos Sainz Jr. in sixth, followed by Lewis Hamilton in seventh. Roman Grosjean in eighth. Felipe Massa and Kevin Magnussen double points for Uh Julian Palmer in 11th. Esteban Ocon in 12th. Sergio Perez in 13th. Danny Cafiat in 14th. Uh, and Lance Stroll in 15th. I guess Kvyat finished the race. That's, uh, yeah, technically. Um, yeah, he, he crashed out, but I think the way they count those laps, if he's within the last two, I think, on this one, he's all right. Palmer as well, 11th. How bad? Yeah. He had a shitty weekend, so that's that's not... He's had a shitty year. So yeah, he's, he's not, not been doing too hot. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, driver, that, sorry, go on. Driver of the day on uh, F1.com slash vote was Sebastian Vettel. Uh, of course. He replied, he was very happy. I remember when they said, when he came over the radio, he said, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that yes. moves him to 129 points in first mm. place, ahead of Lewis Hamilton, who has 104, Valtteri Bottas, 75, Kimi Raikkonen, 67, Daniel Ricciardo, 52, Max Verstappen, 45, Sergio Perez, 34, Carlos Sainz, 
25, Felipe Massa, 20, Esteban Ocon, 19, Nico Hulkenberg, 14, Roman Grosjean, 19, Kevin Magnussen, 5, Pascal Verlein and Danny Kofiat tied at 4, and Julian Palmer, Marcus Erickson, Lance Stroll, Fernando Alonso, Stoffel Van Dorn, and Antonio Giovinazzi with 0. Zero. Constructors Championships, Ferrari out in front with 196 to Mercedes's 179. Red Bull's got 97. Force India in fourth place with 53. Toro Rosso with 29. Williams with 20. Renault and Gene House are tied at 14. Sauber's got four. And McLaren has zero. Mm. So that was the Monaco Grand Prix. That was it. It happened. Uh, A lot of conspiracy theories about... The Raikkonen pit call. Yeah. Uh, and Ferrari has sort of been mum on the situation. But uh, Total Wolf threw in his two cents. Um, he says uh, to Racer.com, I think we need to give them credit. It wasn't clear how the tire would perform. They needed to pit one of the two drivers and put one on the Super Soft. And that's how it and, uh, and Super Soft and how it all panned out. The Super Soft was not quick enough. And Sebastian was able to pull out some stunning laps on the used ultra soft. And that gave him the advantage over Kimmy. So yeah, he's, he's saying we needed to pit somebody or they Ferrari needed to pit somebody. And we didn't really know how the super soft was going to be. So it was kind of a toss up between would Kimmy be faster on the new super softs or would Sebastian be faster on the old ultra softs? Uh, he says, I don't think they saw that coming. At the end of the day, it was the right result for the team and for the driver championship, but I do not think it was orchestrated. Yeah, I'm I'm of the same opinion. Like, I think we wouldn't be looking at it this way unless we, you know, before the race was starting, everyone was sensitive to the idea that they might try and get Vettel past Raikkonen. And they may have done so in a different race, you know, when they were coming. There might have been team orders at some stage if if he was holding them up. But for me, the litmus test for this is that the, the exact same thing happened to the Red Bulls and they didn't plan it either. Um, right. th- that's that seemed to be the way of things with the tire this weekend. So uh, you know, I think it actually worked out super good for Ferrari, um, and you can kind of tell. Like even Kimi wasn't really complaining about anything. So you know, tough to tell. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe he was having a shit. Maybe he was. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, after action stuff, uh, Button had some some interesting thoughts on racing a 2017 car, which he had never right. done. Yeah. Um, he says uh, from Autosport, uh, you can break a lot later. The problem for me is that I don't have the confidence yet. I arrive at the corners and I still think of the last seven years. That for me is the biggest difficulty. All I know is that I went a lot faster than I did last year and it was a lot more fun as well. I must say I was a little disappointed when I heard about the new regulations in terms of the weight of the car going up, but this is the toughest circuit for a heavy car and it is very nimble around here. It's Mm. so much fun to drive and Formula One has definitely moved in the right direction with the regulations. It's very exciting for the teams. Also to find big chunks of speed and lap time and downforce. This is the way F1 should be. Mm. I think also, didn't we get the fastest Monaco lap ever? Hamilton did in, 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 I think, P2, was it? Uh, P1, actually. Yes, I think you're right. Or maybe qualification should be. Well, it should have been qualification. Oh, wait, no. I think think Raikkonen beat it for qualification. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. He was asked if uh, this made him reconsider his retirement, and he said, no, definitely not. Uh, I had a little giggle to myself, this from Reuters, uh, as I headed into Mirabeau uh, after uh, practice one. Uh, It's a lovely experience for me to drive these cars. Have I missed it? No. Um, But when you (laughs) jump into the car, you definitely enjoy the moments that you have. I definitely stepped away at the right time, and I haven't missed driving a Formula One car. But today I really enjoyed it more than I have for uh, a couple of years, to be fair. 
Great. Yeah. I wonder if Alonzo enjoyed his weekend. Yeah, so Danny, let's get to the Indy 500. Uh, you did not watch it, correct? Bow, bow, bow. I didn't. Watched I watched the highlights. I watched, I watched qualification last week, end, um, which was fun, and saw Alonso getting into fifth position. The yeah. qualifications for, for Indy were confusing to me. Yeah, I don't even know how they work. <laughs> it's like Is some, it, it's it's like some average... Yeah, it's average. It's averaged over a couple of laps, I think, and it, it kind of feels like a shootout as well. Like they all go out one after another, um, which is weird because it's like a really big oval. <laughs> it is. It's a very big oval. <laughs> there was a really good. Um, uh, it was a great weekend to like watch Indy Five Hundred for like for newcomers because with with all the Alonso stuff, there was so many like interesting news articles and like tweets that were like helping people understand it and one of yeah. my favorite ones was there was an image of the of the the motor speedway with like other large uh, sporting um like stadiums uh, copy and paste yeah. them on top and like yeah. it's so big it's ridiculous yeah i think uh i think max chilton tweeted uh. that uh, which, yeah, if, if you're an F1 fan and and we're thinking about maybe going back and watching this Indy 500, I would definitely definitely recommend it. Like, not only is it a great race, um, but there's a lot of F1 names that you'll probably recognize. Yeah, too, a lot more than I was expecting, uh, doing quite well as well. Yeah, uh, if you don't want to spend... So we're going to talk about it here, and if you want to watch it, um, I, I recommend it. And uh, it, But if you don't want to spend four hours of your life watching it, I'd say maybe watch the first... Watch the first 60 laps and then the last 25 <laughs> of, of 200. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I, th- I think my, my favorite thing to watch was Alonzo just race because he, yeah. to my eyes, was one of the most exciting guys to watch in the entire field. Right. Uh, he, he was, I mean, there was a lot of passing, uh, it, you know, there is a lot of passing in, in IndyCar and on ovals, but, um, he like made a lot of really smart moves. He more than held his own against all these, you know, IndyCar veterans and considering it's his first oval, uh, it's, it was super impressive to watch. Uh, he even led the race for 27 laps. Right. And <laughs> the eight, uh, Andretti team tweeted a picture of him holding the rookie of the year trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Indy 500 Rookie of the Year, Fernando Alonso. That still makes me laugh that he's a that he's a rookie. I, I yeah, I don't want to jump the gun, but him him with the milk at the post race press conference is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yes. Did you see that? Yes, yeah, that I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Suffice it to say, his Honda engine uh, <laughs> so bad exploded. It's like it's supposed to be a marketing like thing for honda <laughs> like yeah. the worst possible oh god his was not the only honda engine to explode no um, and they were saying that they uh even in indycar they have a reputation for uh reliability issues um, and you know it's a 500 mile race it's a it's a it's a big one <laughs> yeah the only at least he wasn't leading and almost winning and then the car exploded yeah, when he was when he was leading, he was leading, but he he was leading, but, but was on a different pit strategy, right? Like he wasn't actually was he leading? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. He, uh, I I remember thinking that he could actually do it. It, right. it wouldn't have been easy, um, and he may have gotten he may have had to have gotten lucky. Yeah, my understanding of it Indy was definitely is that, like 
in the last couple of laps, you can have significant like overtaking within that top five group. For sure. So yeah, yeah. people like take a, a lot more risks, and um, things things can happen. Uh, speaking of taking risks, this yeah, things happening. race had one of the uh, more horrendous crashes that I can remember. Yeah. Um, so uh, one car got into the wall and then came across um, the rest of the track and then uh, was plowed into by another car uh, mm. driven by Scott Dixon, who then yeah. flew across the track like his car launched like dozens of feet in the air and uh came down on a concrete barrier like in the in like one of those horror show this might be the worst way for a car to crash yeah like it looked like the monocoque was going to get split in half yeah and in fact the car practically disintegrated yeah uh, the the engine was split in half it was amazing yeah Except for the uh, the monocoque, um, and in yeah. fact, while he was flying through the air, um, uh, Helio Castroneves drove yes. underneath his car. It, it, which yeah, <laughs> I, there was a great interview of Castroneves after the race where, because um, he saw what was happening. I guess you kind of in Indy, you know, the crashes happen. You don't have that much like you can't turn out of the way when you're going that fast. So you right. kind of see the crashes happen in slow motion. And what had happened was I think Jay Howard was trying to allow somebody else to pass him. And when he did, the car, whoever I forget who it was who was ahead of him, uh, basically like just slowed down a little bit too much and Howard ended up going out like into the off the the racing line you can see the racing line is like on this track is like so obvious because there's like so many cars going around for so long yeah um, and that's why you hit the wall and when that happened apparently Castro Neves was like uh-oh right away um obviously Scott Dixon couldn't get out of the way but Castro Neves was on the grass when Dixon went over him yeah so like he was making you know pretty uh, crazy uh, evasive action to get out of that way so to get, he also it seemed like he hit a piece of debris or something popped off his car but um, thankfully he was okay and also thankfully both Scott Dixon and Jay Howard were okay too yeah Jay Howard actually seemed pretty rattled about it uh, but yeah. Scott Dixon walked out of the medical you know facility cool as a cucumber crazy unbelievable yeah. he's just like yeah you know as things happen I look forward to next year what <laughs> Yeah, your car just exploded in a ball of flame, and you got out and were fine. And and it's you know when there have been in recent years, you know, indie car drivers who have had that and died. So like it's it's not out of the realms of possibility when you crash not. on those. Like it's just there's something about indie crashes. I don't know what it is. Like I don't know enough about indie. It, maybe it's just the lack of runoff is the problem. Like when cars crash in F one, they generally don't come back onto the track and create this domino effect uh, yeah i mean a lot of street like circuits even, a lot of ovals right like even the street circuits like frank Heady's crash like yeah really dangerous no runoff again up into a catch fencing you know hurts people in the in the crowd and then it collects like three other people like it's just i i don't know like i know that they've gotten really good about protecting the drivers and obviously scott dixon's you know to have this crash and be able to walk away from it shows that the safety cell in those cars is incredible but like Still, man, imagine if he had landed like the way Verline had in on on that wall. Oh you know yeah, I mean? we're like, we're talking inches. Yeah, like if his head hit it, like that's yeah. that's game over, you know. Yeah. Um, Absolutely crazy, but Scott Dixon was also it. one of the ones who, with Dario Franchitti, was robbed at gunpoint at a Taco Bell drive-through. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, on the weekend? Uh, uh, like a week before. Clearly, you don't <laughs> listen to Shift F1, the podcast, Danny. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. They got yeah. a fucking Taco Bell. Yep. They were obviously targeted, were they? Somebody followed I them? I don't know. Uh, no, I, I think it was just some some youths. We're robbing, like, the cheapest fast food restaurant in the universe? Sure. Like, try, trying to get, like, $18? Yeah. You can live like a king. What was it? Riker bought literally everything on the menu, and it cost less than $200. <laughs> like, <laughs> a meal at Taco Bell is 8 bucks. Yeah. God, maybe they're working their way up. Maybe Denny's is next. Sure. Is that, is that where it ranks in your pantheon? I mean, Denny's is like, yeah, it's like Michelin star, man. Ain't no, ain't no higher. <laughs> ain't no need to go higher. Uh, speaking of uh, rankings and formula, uh, former Formula One drivers, Takuma yeah. Sato. That's awesome. Won the race in mm. uh, what was a surprisingly exciting Indy 500. Uh, he's the first Japanese driver to win, and he actually almost won it in the last turn of the 2011 race, but lost out to Dario Franchitti. Right. So it has been a long time coming. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been racing for a long time um, in various uh, various forms of racing. I mean, he was in Indy, or he was in F1 for like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. 40 years old. Right, yeah, I was just thinking, he must be really old. Because, like, the whole IndyCar thing, when he went to Indy, it was like, oh, yeah, of course, like, that's cool. Like, he did, you know, Japan Formula 3 and a lot of other stuff in the past. And it's like, okay, like, he'll, he'll pull the, he, he actually did Formula E at one stage as well. Um, but it was like, oh, that's like, that's like a good fit, you know, for him to, like, do his Twilight years. But he's been in there for, like, eight seasons or something. Yeah. So, yeah, fair play to him. Yeah. Speaking of other racing series around the world, Danny... <laughs> race around the world <laughs> did you actually before we did that did you watch monaco the formula e one? Oh no i haven't yet should i it, nah. <laughs> okay what's the other one what was the other one i watched was it mexico mm, what, what's the other one that happened paris? recently oh paris. maybe i didn't watch paris. paris either uh yeah the monaco one was was super boring um i did watch the paris uh moto gp race which oh uh, it's quite good. Oh, really? I haven't watched Paris yet. It was it was Mexico. I caught up on the Mexico City one, which was back in April, um, which was super good. Oh, Mex- <laughs> yes. If you watch one uh, Formula E race, make it Mexico. Yep. It was great. I can love Formula E. And Formula E, the, uh, for, the way they, they break up the calendar has me, like, constantly forgetting that it's on. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's outrageous. It was like October, and then you had to wait a month for the second race, and then you had to wait three months, and then two months. It's like, Yeah, and then there's like four of them back to back to back. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like two in, there's like four in July. Like, they finish, I think they do like all of the double New York and double Montreal both happen in July. Man. It's, yeah, it's really silly. I think Berlin's a double as well. That's crazy. That's coming. That's coming up at the start of June. I think that. I think the next six. Yeah, they are. The next six races are in three places. It's weird. I don't know what happened with the calendar this year. Speaking of calendars, we got Camping World Truck at Dover International Speedway. Ooh, in Dover, Delaware. Oh, not the White Cliffs of Dover in, no. in, in England. That would be that would be great. Maybe Kimi Räikkönen could just hop over and <laughs> give it a go uh, for the Dover Two Hundred. Uh, the IMSA WeatherTech Championship is at Belle Isle Raceway in Detroit, 
Michigan for their fifth round. Uh, IndyCar also has back-to-back races at Belle Isle this weekend for the Chevy uh, Detroit Belle Isle Grand Prix. The NHRA is at the New England Drag. Are they at Belle Isle? Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, in Epping, New Hampshire for the New England Nationals. Moto it's GP. So, it's so, so everything is either in Belle Isle or a, a, a town in England. Right. Uh, Epping except, and Dover. Except for MotoGP, which is at the Autodromo del Mugello in Mugello, Tuscany, Italy. Yeah, that's not in England. For the Grand Primo d'Italia, Oakley. <laughs> what? Oakley, like the glasses? I think so. Wow, they just stuck it on. Wow, that's a good fit, Oakley. Well Still done. making those. Yeah. Uh, and finally. Oh, yeah. What we got? Well, guess what? They're at the Dover International Speedway. <laughs> In England. <laughs> for the AAA 400 Drive for Autism. By the way, oh. I watched The Accountant on the airplane, and that is a heck of a movie. Oh, really? Does it have NASCAR? Uh, no, but it's got uh, basically Jason Bourne as Rain Man. Okay, wait. Why does it come up now with this voice? Uh, does he because, speak like? Does he no, speak no. like this? No, but he's autistic, and uh, we're driving. For oh, him. sorry. Of course, Charlie Babbitt. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't that a reference in that movie? I forget. Okay, let me let me rewind that. Um, cocktails? No, cocktail sticks. Judge Wapner. Um. Um. What's that Spanish? What's the Australian uh, <laughs> uh, airplane? They've never had a crash. Qantas? Yes, that was in it too, wasn't it? I Hell don't remember. Qantas. I, I saw Rain Man so long ago. I know. It's like ancient. Back when Tom Cruise was young. Well, if you want to give us a rundown of, of the beats of Rain Man or Days of Thunder or Mission Impossible <laughs> 2, we are on Twitter. Follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. I'm Andrew Scanlon. I'm at Danny O'Dwyer. As always, you can find our show notes on F1.cool, along with how to subscribe via RSS, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. There's also a little primer on there about how to watch Formula One if you're in the United States. Uh, if you're in Europe, you, you probably know already. Uh, until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. He's Danny O'Dwyer. If you want to support us, we are both on Patreon, Danny O'Dwyer, or patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. Uh, I am patreon.com slash cloth map. Anything else, Danny? Nah. All right. Oh, I saw one crash, actually, uh, which I, I ended up on a YouTube crash thing because I looked up the Scott Dixon one and I saw the weirdest thing I've ever seen, which is two camping world truck things crashing and the fucking like top of the car came off. What? Like one of the one of the trucks ran over. Sorry, this wasn't camping world truck, was it? No, this was the one where actual trucks race against each other. You know, like flatbed trucks. Oh wow! Like okay. F- and one of the cabins came off. Like the whole body? The whole box came off, and the other car drove over it. And the bottom part of the car was just driving around on its own. Whoa! <laughs> so I Make need to find dress. that, and I'll put it in the show notes. Everyone walked away fine. This is probably the wrong part of the podcast to bring this up, but I just wanted to share it. Fantastic. Well, we will have all that and other fun stuff in the show notes at f1.cool. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Yeah.